You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iron, but I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to site, you'll get all the things you need, rankings-wise, cheat sheets, top 200 in standard, top 200 in PPR, sleepers and busts that you need to look at across the board here, as well as my overall draft plan that you can check out. Our team does a great job there at Sporting News. So we're prepping you for the draft there. We're prepping you for your drafts here. And we're going to continue our series to close out the week. We've been looking at the tough draft day decisions in fantasy football in 2021. These are the players at a particular position closely ranked when you're trying to make a decision there when you're on the clock. And this includes players from all the rounds. So starting in the first round and going on down, we've done this with the running backs and quarterbacks. If you missed those shows, check those out. Here we're going to focus on the wide receivers. We'll start early with some wide receiver one questions all the way down to wide receiver five here. So we're going to get to 15 debates here on this show. Yeah, some very interesting uh, toss-ups there and deciding who do you draft on the clock at that particular time if you're looking for a particular position. So a lot of good stuff here. We'll break those down for you. Who would you rather have? We're going to give you the answer here on today's show at wide receiver. I do have to remind you before we get in, NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson, we did a great job together along with Marcus Mosher there on Fantasy Live here on Wednesday if you check that out. Uh, Matt is also a brilliant fantasy mind as well as a great scout there attached to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So he knows what he's talking about, good organization that he's been a part of. They host uh, Brian and Matt Locked on Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's the same with this show. We are available everywhere here on the Locked On Network. Now let's dive into the wide receiver debates, and we're going to start right there. After Devontae Adams, I like Tyreek Hill. But Stefan Diggs and Calvin Ridley has been a good debate brewing here. Now, the biggest thing with Diggs is his volume. He's going to get a lot of passes there. He's the main target for Josh Allen. But Calvin Ridley, no Julio Jones. We know he dominated last year and put up some big numbers. And he's a better touchdown guy overall. Now Julio Jones is not coming back. I know he's hurt for a lot last year and Ridley put up the numbers. But Ridley is a clear alpha in this offense with Kyle Pitts being number two. Stefan Diggs. Is number one, but you have Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley and Gabriel Davis and some of these other receivers that should be a little bit more involved here as Josh Allen evolves. So I'm looking at the Falcons. I mean, this is a basically a two-receiver offense for the most part. You can trust with Matt Ryan. They're going to be a bit running heavier. The Bills, we know, are going to be pretty pass-happy with Josh Allen. So it's a pretty tough call. But I'm a guy at wide receiver that I like the touchdowns, and Ridley's going to provide that. I think he can also set career highs in catches and yards here to match where Diggs' levels at. Diggs is never a big scorer either. So right off the bat, if I'm going with the guy Diggs or Ridley is that third wide receiver off the board, I mean, you just can't argue with Adams or Hill. 
their production, their offense, their quarterbacks, all that line up very well with them as the go-to guys. Diggs and Ridley, I think there's a little bit more of a debate. And I'm going to go with Calvin Ridley in a mild upset there at wide receiver. And again, we're at looking at minutia here, but in the end, it's important because these are decisions that could be big impact on your overall scoring and weekly scoring in fantasy football. Another interesting debate comes at number 7 and number 8. This was a 3-4 debate. Now we transit to 7-8, to eight, and that's A.J. Brown of the Titans in one corner and Justin Jefferson of the Vikings in another corner. Now, A.J. Brown, number 1, you got Julio Jones, a veteran there on the other side. Same thing with Justin Jefferson. He's now taking over as the number 1. Adam Thielen, a pretty good veteran with a good fantasy football and reality production, is your number 2. Also, two offenses that are not known for throwing the ball. They're about Derrick Henry and Dalvin Cook setting up the passing game. They're going to use a lot of 12 personnel and have two wide receivers on the field with the Brown and Jones in one situation, Jefferson and Thielen in another situation. So where do we go? I go with Justin Jefferson. I think he has more touchdown upside in the end that he didn't show last year. Brown was pretty good at scoring, but I think that can be up and down. I think Brown is a little bit more big play dependent, which is fine. He makes a lot of big plays, but I think Justin Jefferson... Overall, is a better and more complete receiver at the stage. And I think the touchdown regression is going to happen for Thielen. Jefferson's going to go up a little bit. Well, A.J. Brown, it's tough to score with Derrick Henry in there. Jones might score more than you think here for the Titans. So I just like Justin Jefferson's upside a little bit more in his particular role, in his style of offense, than I do A.J. Brown. So pretty close there, but second upset going Jefferson over Brown, just like we went Ridley over Diggs. Here's another good debate here that's brewing. This is uh, near the end of the wide receiver ones. Allen Robinson ranked 10 in most places. Terry McLaurin right behind him ranked 11th in most places. So Allen Robinson, we know it's a very limited Bears offense. Darnell Mooney is going to have to step up as a number two with no Anthony Miller. We expect Darnell Mooney to have a nice second year season here. And then you look at uh, the rest of the receiving core. You have Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, a lot of tight end depth there. So you're looking at maybe 12 personnel, but Robinson's going to be the main man on the field. I think Mooney could come in as a wide receiver three and surprise some as a good value later. But Al Robinson's the man. I mean, he finished right around the spot, a borderline wide receiver one. That was with Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. Now he gets an upgrade overall, either way, with Andy Dalton and Justin Fields here. So Al Robinson's still a dominant number one. He's going to eat up all the targets. Terry McLaurin, there are a lot more mouths to feed. I think Antonio Gibson will be a big part of what the Washington football team does in the passing game. You'll also have Logan Thomas, Curtis Samuel, Adam Humphreys, De'Ami Brown. A lot more depth and power than they had last year to stretch the field to make a lot of big plays from wide receivers. So Washington football team, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I really like McLaurin a lot. But if I had to go Robinson versus McLaurin, I think Robinson gives you a little bit better baseline. He's in a similar offense. McLaurin adjusting to some new targets there. I think McLaurin still is a guy that's going to finish inside the top 12, has a good chance to do that, but I like Allen Robinson a little bit more this season, and I even like him more than uh, Keenan Allen, who's going ahead of both these guys in between Jefferson and Robinson. The fourth debate we'll look at, this is a interesting debate of two receivers who are in crowded receiving cores here. Amari Cooper, he's ranked 15th in most places. Right behind him, basically on the same line, 15-16 borderline, is Chris Godwin of the Buccaneers. Amari Cooper has to deal with uh, C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup. Chris Godwin has to deal with Mike Evans and Antonio Brown. So where do we go here? I like Godwin quite a bit here. 
if he's healthy, he's going to be the main man for Tom Brady. I think Cooper is going to take a backseat to CeeDee Lamb here, who's, by the way, going 12th. So he's going as a borderline wide receiver one. I think Michael Gallup and the tight ends will have a little bit more production in relation to Lamb than you think versus Cooper, where I think Evans, Godwin, and Antonio Brown all can produce at a high level there with Tom Brady. They're at the helm, and they'll use more 11 personnel with the Buccaneers this year with uh, Bruce Arians that's being his history. So Godwin, you look at the flashes, he was very good last year. Evans had the touchdowns, but I think Godwin is the more trusted receiver because of the slot work for Tom Brady, all of, all that. So I think Godwin there, I think Evans and Godwin is going to be close. It's going to come down to the touchdowns and a few big plays between those two guys. But if we're going Godwin versus Cooper, I am going Godwin there in the middle of the wide receiver twos. The final debate we'll break down for you here, speaking of wide receiver twos, we have DJ Moore, ranked 18, close to 19 here by the consensus expert rankings. That includes Yahoo, ESPN, CBS, all the major sites there, as well as Sporting News. DJ Moore versus Cooper Cup, he's ranked 19th here. So this is a tough call. DJ Moore in an offense with a new quarterback, Sam Darnold, who has history with Robbie Anderson. There, you have Christian McCaffrey back. We know McCaffrey's absence helped more in this past game a little bit more. Moore is a little big play dependent. We know that. Not a big scorer necessarily. He can uh, get volume and also produce here. Cooper Cup, however, playing off Robert Woods with the Rams. Now with Matthew Stafford as quarterbacks. And changes in quarterbacks for both guys. DJ Moore, more big play dependent. Cup, that guy in the slot who's underrated as a field stretcher. And we know has been pretty prolific scoring at one point, working in the middle of the field, he's good at getting open in the red zone. So, I like touchdowns again. That's why I went really over Diggs. So, following that same philosophy, cupping a 1A, 1B with Robert Woods here. I like that situation a lot more with the quarterback than DJ Moore uh, playing second fiddle possibly to Robbie Anderson and Sam Darnold there. So, Cooper Cup, I like over DJ Moore at that particular spot if you're trying to make that decision. All right, we still have to take care of 10 more key wide receiver debates all throughout your fantasy football drafts this season. This is the consensus expert ranking, so we'll get into wide receiver fives here for you on the show. So really getting deep before it's all said and done. Before we get into our next wave of wide receivers to talk about, i got to tell you more about Bilt Bar. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? You can celebrate freedom of choice at Built Bar, there's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, like me, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. I love the chocolate ones I've talked about. Double chocolate, German chocolate, the mint brownie, salted caramel. I love all those bars. But you need to discover the Built Bar flavors for yourself. You're missing out otherwise. I know what your flavor, flavor is. The only way you can find out is to get a mixed box where you get two each of nine flavors. That's a good way to try them all. You know they're all going to be delicious, soft and easy to chew, covered in 100% chocolate. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, they're healthy for you too. 17 to 18 grams protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180 per bar, only 4 to 5 grams sugar, only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Every amazing flavor is healthy and tasty for you. And Bilt Bar is also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That's neat. You're supporting a great cause there. And we know uh, Bilt is also connected with the BYU Cougars. So exciting with college football season here as well. Go to built.com and use promo code locked on. You'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code locked 15 for 15% off built.com. So check it out there. Take advantage at built.com and really get savings. And once you get built bars, you'll be hooked here. Check them out right now. It's easy to order and they'll come directly to your door. Delicious and healthy to get you through your day. We'll be right back here 
to uh, break down our next five key wide receiver debates on the clock 2021 fantasy football drafts. All right, let us uh, continue the show here and look at uh, the rest of our wide receiver debates. We are into the wide receiver twos here, and uh, we'll round it out here with a debate to right on the borderline there. 23 and 24 are the rankings. They're basically both 24th ranked. When you look at uh, consensus rankings there overall from all the experts, Brandon Ayuk of the 49ers, T. Higgins of the Bengals. Now, Ayuk has Debo Samuel, T. Higgins has uh, Tyler Boyd, and Jamar Chase. Don't forget about uh, George Kittle, also in San Francisco. You look at Jimmy Garoppolo versus Joe Burrow. Where do we go here? I think T. Higgins is more than number two on his team as wide receiver, while Brandon Ayuk is a clear number one. Jamar Chase, by the way, is going 26. I've said this over and over again. I'm taking Chase over Higgins without a question. Yeah, I think Higgins will be rather productive, but I think Chase is going to be the number one. I think he's going to flow there. I also have talked about Ayuk versus Samuel. We talked about it a little bit on the Fantasy Live show. I like Ayuk a little bit better because I think I trust him more as a number one. Debo Samuel a little bit after the catch dependent. He's the 36th wide receiver on the board, so the last wide receiver three. Well, I think Brandon Ayuk uh, can give you better returns than this penultimate wide receiver two lineup. So I like Ayuk. I think he's going to dominate here. It doesn't matter who's the quarterback, Garoppolo or Lance. Higgins is going to slide away. Take a back seat uh, with Boyd and uh, tight end CJ Uzuma being involved a lot in the slot and inside to complement uh, one Jamar Chase. So Higgins, I don't think he's going to return that value, but Ayuk certainly can here, and Ayuk is a choice. Here's another debate uh, just down outside of the wide receiver twos. We're into the early wide receiver threes. Odell Beckham Jr., and Chase Claypool, so 27th and 28th according to the expert consensus rankings right now. We're using a half-point PPR format, by the way, to split the difference. That's also what the default is on Yahoo. Where do we go with Beckham versus Claypool? Beckham ranked a little bit ahead. I like Claypool a lot, but I like Beckham better this year. He's fully healthy. Baker Mayfield is a better bet to get the ball downfield off play action where Ben Roethlisberger, not as a customer of play action. He's talked about that. He's not very good under center and handling that. He's worked out of the shotgun. He's got a tough arm here that's on the downside. Mayfield's arm is on the upswing here. So Claypool has a lot of buzz because I get it. He's big. He's fast. He's strong. He's impressive. He's a specimen out there. We want to make him Randy Moss or Terrell Owens in our heads. He could get there at some point, but Deontay Johnson is still the number one receiver there. Beckham is clearly still the number one outside target for the Browns. I think he'll be very active here, and you'll see the breakthrough finally happen with Beckham Mayfield. So go with Beckham over Chase Claypool here for our seventh wide receiver debate decision. We talked a little bit about DJ Moore and the Panthers. Well, we're at 31 and 32. It's Robbie Anderson, very closely ranked to Jerry Judy of the Broncos. So... Robbie Anderson reunited with Sam Darnold. Jerry Judy could be catching passes from the former Panthers quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, or it could be more Drew Locke. Judy and Locke had a lot of disconnect last year, so that's something to be concerned with for sure. Well, Anderson has had good chemistry with Darnold in the past, so I think this is pretty easy. I don't like the Broncos' passing offense in general. I think the Panthers are going to be a better passing offense. You have to be wary because Christian McCaffrey is going to be the centerpiece of that, but the Broncos want to run play defense with Vic Fangio as much as possible. I don't think they'll open the offense. They have a questionable quarterback situation. It's not great in Carolina either, but at least you know Darnold and Anderson have some chemistry there. So Anderson, he's underrated. He had a better year than a lot of people expected last year before he kind of faded. But I think Darnold is going to help him, that connection, 
And we know that this coaching staff, Matt Rule, likes Robbie Anderson as well. So I'm much more interested in taking Anderson as a value pick as a wide receiver three than taking his teammate DJ Moore as a wide receiver two in this particular season. And Judy, again, Darnold versus Locke and Bridgewater is a tough call. I just think Anderson has a little bit more establishment where Judy and Locke, we saw, really struggled with their connections last year. This is another good debate. Brandon Cooks has been going up, and we just know Brandon Cooks is the guy who produces. No matter what situation he's in, between the Saints and Patriots and Rams. And now Texans last year, he was very productive with Deshaun Watson, but that's a concern. Deshaun Watson, we're not sure if he's going to be around. Cooks is still the default number one, but I think they'll involve a lot of other people. Chris Conley, Nico Collins there. I don't see this team being very successful moving the ball if Watson's not in there. Now, if Watson's in there, I feel a little bit better about Cooks, but still no higher than a wide receiver three. There's just too many exciting players. I might consider him over a guy like a Jerry Judy at number 32, maybe a Juju Smith-Schuster at 30, maybe even a Cortland Sutton with his usage here. But I like this guy better. I think both these guys are a little bit underrated. DJ Chark. Now, DJ Chark's not playing right now, so that actually kind of helps his value. He's floating out there as a wide receiver three borderline, 34 and 35. We're looking at Cooks and Chark, but I think he's really the go-to guy for Trevor Lawrence. I know Marvin Jones, the veteran, and can get open and all that, but Chark, I think, is really the primo talent there. Profile's more like the number one with his youth and speed and all that, so I'm just more excited a lot more about Chark and the possibility of Trevor Lawrence in that offense than Cooks and another AFC South team, especially Deshaun Watson. Another Clemson quarterback has to miss time here in Houston. All right, the final debate we'll get into in this segment. We've got five more to talk about. Yeah, we told you we are going to get through 15 on today's show. And Devonta Smith, we finally saw him in action here in the preseason. So it's uh, looking good for Devonta Smith. He's the first-round pick from Alabama, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. We finally got to see him. So he uh, takes over here with Jalen Waddle as this year's Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs III. So I still don't completely trust this passing game for the Eagles. I think it helped to see him a little bit out there. But 38th for Devonta Smith. In the other corner is another Buccaneers receiver we'll talk about, Antonio Brown. This is pretty close, but Eagles passing game with uh, Jalen Hurts, do you trust them as much? They got Dallas Goddard. Zach Hurts is pretty shot at tight end, but he's still there. You got Jalen Rieger making some big plays. Got a lot of backfield depth as well. Well, we look at Antonio Brown, I think he's got some competition, we know, with Mike Evans and... Chris Godwin, the tight ends, and you know, Gio Bernard out of the backfield. But Antonio Brown has a little bit better connection with his quarterback right now that's established. I know Smith and Hurts have some history back to uh, Alabama before uh, Hurts went to Oklahoma. But I like Tom Brady and Antonio Brown. I think he's going to make it a point to keep getting Brown the ball here as a third wide receiver. They were deep with the Buccaneers passing game, but the Eagles, are, I think, are deeper and less reliable here over than uh, when you look at their situation with the Bucks, I think the Bucks have depth. The Eagles have depth as well, but it's less inspiring in terms of a quarterback that's going to get to him. And we think it's going to be pretty run-heavy here with Nick Sirianni. So I think it's going to be no risk and no biscuit. A lot of throwing from Bruce Arians with Tom Brady here in year two. So we're going to Antonio Brown still over Devonta Smith. Now, we still need to uh, talk about five more of these debates. These are fun, right? It's good to know... What to think about while you're on the clock when you're making these decisions. Uh, we're hopefully giving you something to think about. We shouldn't be the final decision for you, but we're just giving you the information to do that. 
here. Uh, I'm also giving the information about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updates, odds, props, and contests, including the half million dollar NFL Mega Contest and a 200,000 NFL Survivor Contest open now at Bet Online. Head to the website or use a mobile device. It's time today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. That means make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to horse racing. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Just remember to use that promo code locked on to get that well 100% welcome bonus and that free play there for that September 9th opener between the Buccaneers and Cowboys. Can't believe it's almost here. You got to get in on Bet Online right now and uh, take advantage of the great offers to start the season. Get in on Bet Online. Good time to do it with the new season starting. We'll be right back here to break down our final five of wide receiver key. Draft debates here, 2021 fantasy football. All right, now let's uh, close the show here and the week. It's been a great week. We're just trying to stack all this information. Uh, it's not overload. It's giving you what you need straight to the point. That's what we do here in Locked On Fantasy Football. Your time is precious. So is ours. We're trying to give you the tools you need to dominate your league here in the preseason. And we'll keep it going all the way through the regular season. We'll have uh, five days of shows for you Monday through Friday, so check us out all season long. And a lot of exciting stuff ahead here on the Lockdown Network and Lockdown Fantasy Football, specifically here to help you win your league once you've aced your draft. All right, let's go to our number 11 wide receiver draft debate of the day. It is uh, Michael Gallup at number 44 in general, right behind him or right maybe next to him, equal is Corey Davis of the Jets. This is a tough one. I love Michael Gallup as a third receiver. He's got something to prove here with the Cowboys in terms of uh, he needs to get a contract. We know Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb have some money here. They're not going to invest in Michael Gallup. So contract year, he wants to show that he can uh, be a big-time player, maybe a number two big play threat somewhere else as the Cowboys have kind of changed their landscape. Gallup does have a good chemistry here with Dak Prescott and being able to stretch the field and all that. But I love Corey Davis. He's the clear number one. Michael Gallup is a clear number three. I don't care how you look at it between the interchangeability of CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper. Michael Gallup is still the third option here. Corey Davis is the number one option. You can figure out who's going to be the slot. Elijah Moore or Jamison Crowder. You can find out is Keelan Cole or Denzel Mims going to see the regular targets there. But we know Corey Davis is going to be the X for the Jets. We've already seen the chemistry between him and the rookie second overall pick, Zach Wilson. This is not even a question. I think Corey Davis is one of the most undervalued players on the board. Just a guy that doesn't excite people. I get it. He disappointed for the most part until last year with the Titans, but he still finishes a strong wide receiver three. So there's no way I don't think he should be going as a deep wide receiver four in league. So this one's rather easy. I'm going to Corey Davis over Michael Gallup. The next battle is Marvin Jones, a junior, versus Devontae Parker. So two guys from Florida. Jones now on his third team, moving on from Cincinnati to Detroit to Jacksonville. Devontae Parker still on his original team there that drafted him. He had a nice big contract. A little bit disappointing last year with that quarterback situation with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua Tagola. Injuries have been an issue for Parker at times. 
Jones has been rather durable in his career, stepped up from the Lions the last few years with Kenny Galladay hurting. But Marvin Jones is Mr. Reliable. You can line him up everywhere. He's underrated speed and quickness. He's pretty good in the red zone. Parker has some abilities as well. He had that big gear in 2019, really cooled off last year. Jones is big when Galladay was on the shelf for Detroit. Hard call here, but I think I'm going to Marvin Jones. I think I'd trust the Jaguars passing game actually with uh, Trevor Lawrence a lot more than Tua with all his weapons. You have a uh, Lavisca Chanel Jr. is going 42nd. I think I'd rather go with Marvin Jones here in that same offense. I love DJ Chark, but I think Marvin Jones could have sneaky wide receiver three value and more so than Lavisca Chanel, who we saw could be a, a screen guy, bubble screen, all that kind of stuff. The offense, that's going to be kind of redundant with Travis Etienne's role here. Well, I think Chark and Jones on the outside, you're going to see a lot of trust in Trevor Lawrence putting the ball outside the numbers here. So, I like Chark and Jones a lot more than Chanel. Chark is a good value that you can draft a little higher than a borderline wide receiver three. Jones certainly is higher than a wide receiver four. While Devontae Parker, I want limited exposure to the Dolphins passing game. And Parker is not the guy that I want to look at. I'm more interested a few picks later in one Jalen Waddle is on the board ranked 52nd. So if it's Devontae Parker at 48 or Jalen Waddle 52nd, I'm going with the rookie first round pick and the upside there in the chemistry with Tua. Number 13 on our fantasy football wide receiver draft debates, Darnell Mooney versus Michael Pittman. I am shocked that Darnell Mooney is going outside of wide receiver four. Michael Pittman I like a lot as a real player here, but they're in the 50s here. They're behind Marquise Brown and Devontae Parker. I do like Mooney more than a lot of players, including Michael Thomas there. I could argue that I like him more than Chenote. Uh, Mike Williams, uh, Looking at Curtis Samuel, even Jarvis Landry, I think I like Darnell Mooney better. So he's going at an incredible value right now. There's no Anthony Miller. Mooney's primed here to have a big year with Justin Fields and Andy Dalton. they got to throw to somebody after Allen Robinson. They need to use the passing game a little bit more. Darnell Mooney's a special talent. Michael Pittman, also second-year receiver. I like him. He has a big slot potential. I'm not sure I trust anything in the Colts passing game because we look at T.Y. Hilton. There, I think I'd rather take a chance on him later or a Paris Campbell than invest too high on Michael Pittman. So, Darnell Mooney is a choice here. That 50-51 range, Mooney, and you can take Mooney several spots higher as well. Well, Pittman, I think he's about ranked where he should be. But again, Mooney, there's an argument that he should go as early in the top 40 here at wide receiver versus in the top 50. Our next debate is uh, Nicole Hardman versus T.Y. Hilton. Yes, that's a good little uh, debate here. Hardman, a big play threat, but he is the number three option for sure. Behind Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, you could say Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the backfield. Could have some impact there. Hilton has got to fight with a lot of guys for targets, including Pittman. But I trust Hilton a little bit more. I think he is a veteran, savvy receiver. Hardman, we've been... Talking about, will third guy emerge after Hill and Kelsey in this past game? I'm not so sure. I don't think they need him. I get it, Sammy Watkins is gone. But there's still some other guys that they can throw to as a compliment to Hill and Kelsey. I think it's still going to be more by committee. Hardman is needed in the return game as well. Well, Hill is the more that veteran presence who can help but Carson Wentz here. So, Hill is the Colts receiver I would target right now. I'm not interested too much in Hardman, knowing that there's limited upside for him behind Hill and Kelsey. And the next and final battle that we'll look at here, this is right at the borderline of the wide receiver fives here, and we'll, we'll make it a three for here. Henry Ruggs, Nelson Aguilar, and Jalen Rager. 
You have Ruggs, uh, the first-round pick with the Raiders. Nelson Aguilar was with the Raiders. He's with the Patriots. And Jalen Rieger, a first-round pick from last year with the Eagles. Where do you go in this three-headed monster debate? Aguilar, I like. The value is pretty good. He's going to be involved. I think he's the best receiver for what New England wants to do. Jacoby Myers is still in the slot. You have Kendrick Bourne. You have Henry Ruggs III as well, uh, being in a bigger role as a first-round pick. you think he would expand, but... They actually have some sneaky depth there. Hunter Renfro, Derek Carr's good connection with him. Darren Waller's clearly the number one receiver there. You got John Brown. You got Brian Edwards there. We look at uh, the situation with Aguilar. Again, you have Bourne. You got the two tight ends, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. You don't have a high-volume passing game there with Cam Newton. So, again, I like Devonta Smith to be a star at one point, but Rieger is the better value for me. I think he's been out there flashing and making big plays. I know people have looked at Quez Watkins a little bit more. So, again, boomer bust a little bit with Rieger. He's a big play-dependent player. But if you're looking at the upside here and a chance in the Eagles passing game, doesn't have as many amounts of feed there. I think Dallas Goddard is clearly going to be the number one. Devontae Smith could be the two there. But I'll certainly open things up for Rieger. Well, these other guys could be buried in the target uh, priorities here for their team. So, Definitely looking at Jalen Rieger here. Ruggs, Aguilar, Rieger. You can say that uh, five times fast and it would be a tongue twister. But in the end, I think we're going with Rieger if we had a pick. And that's all at the wide receiver five borderline here on this ranking sheet that we have. Fantasy Pros is the half point PPR consensus. So taking all the sites, Yahoo, ESPN, and all that good stuff. So you really have to see the comparisons there. Put it all together. Get a composite rankings, and then you can make your own decisions there when it comes to draft day. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game either. If you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, winning team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. This has been another edition of Locked on Fantasy Football. We've wrapped up our debates, quarterbacks. Running backs, wide receivers, check out those previous shows if you missed them. This has been a great way to end the week. We'll do some more uh, team-focused stuff here around the corner here. So we'll really focus in on uh, what we've learned from these teams in the preseason. We'll have uh, two weeks in the books for most teams, three for the Cowboys and Steelers. So we'll do that on the other side on Monday. Before then, have a great weekend. Good luck if you're drafting in some leagues this weekend. And we'll see you on the other side on Lockdown Fantasy Football. This has been Vinny Iron.